Welcome to the Freelance Indexer Exchange. I'm Michelle Giuliano, and I'd like to start a conversation with you about indexing. I sometimes find the business of freelancing lonely and isolating. How about you? Do you ever wonder whether it has to be this way? So let's talk about the hard stuff, because we can do better together. Here we are with Episode 3, The Year-End Review, Part 1, or How to Rethink Your Freelance Business. I'm going to lead you on a deep dive into the end of the year review for 2022. Part 1 is all about why to do a review and how to get ready. It's not too late to look at last year's successes and failures to get an idea of how to steer your business in 2023. First, let's talk about why you might want to do a year-end review. Maybe you already know you want to grow your business, and you know you want to grow it by 10% or 20%. Do you really need to do a year-end review? I would say yes, because you need to consider how are you going to achieve that growth? Maybe you need to do some marketing to increase the number of projects that come your way. If you need to market your business, do you have a good grasp on how much marketing to do and where and how you should market your business? These are ideas that you can explore in the review. And it's more than just asking, where do I want to take this business, but rather creating a map to get you there. And after creating that map, you might find that you don't want to go there anymore. All of this is good information that you can find by doing a year-end review. Perhaps you felt burnt out at the end of last year. Do you know why? Was it because you were working too hard during a certain period to make up for a slow period? Or is it because you didn't enjoy the variety of work that you were doing and you had some lousy clients? Perhaps you felt burnt out sometime last year. Do you know why? Was it because you were working too hard to make up for a slow period? Perhaps you were burnt out at the end of last year. Do you know why? Was it because you worked too hard during a certain period to make up for a slow time? Or is it because you were working with some lousy clients who had you working too hard in too short of a period of time to make a deadline? Looking at a timeline of your projects and aligning the number of work hours with the income earned and the project types might allow you to pinpoint the cause of your burnout if work is a factor, and that'll provide insight on how to prevent it in 2023. Here's a concrete example of a question from my 2021 year-end review. I asked myself how I could take off more time in 2022 while earning the same amount. You see, I have two kids who were deeply involved in the college process in 2022. One was going to be attending college in the fall of 2022, and the other was going to be applying to colleges in the fall of 2022. That's an awful lot of college visits, and the college application process is actually quite complex for homeschool parents. So I knew I needed to be able to take off more time than I normally did in 2022. And so I wanted to know, could I take off that time while earning the same amount? Could it also be done in a sustainable way so that I could avoid burnout? That is, I didn't want to necessarily double up on my work during certain weeks to maintain my yearly projection. Interestingly, my year-end review involves going over my rates and my client roster. And I found that I hadn't raised my rates in a couple of years. And even then, it wasn't across the board for all my clients. So by balancing a rate increase with a slight bump in work time at certain periods of the year when I was typically slow, I could actually make my projections while being able to take off those extra days in 2022. I would have never seen that if I didn't do a year-end review. Even if 
Last year was your first year as a freelance indexer. You can benefit by doing a year-end review. You can get to know your mix of clients or reevaluate your projects. What did you enjoy most? Did you enjoy working with certain clients more than others? How can you reach out to those particular clients again to get more work? If you're not sure what kind of questions to ask in your year-end review and what you should get out of those questions, don't worry. We're going to go over that in episode four, which will be part four of this year-end review series. I will detail the kind of questions you can ask yourself when doing a year-end review, but I can't provide you with the magical bullet point list of questions that you have to cover to make your business better. Because in essence, a solid year-end review is not about answering all these questions or or crunching your numbers. It's about taking the pulse of your business and your needs, and rethinking how you might do business in 2023. In other words, a year-end review gives you the space to question how you are currently doing business and the permission to reimagine what your life and your business can be. If one of your processes in your indexing or your approach to business doesn't meet your needs, identify and rethink the possibilities. Now let's talk about how to plan your year-end review. You want to schedule your year-end review during your workday sometime in the next week or two. Block off maybe two hours, maybe three hours. Some people take as long as four hours to do it. It's up to you. And also be sure to think about where you want to do this. Do you want to spend a couple hours in your office? Do you want to do this in the coffee shop? Our library has a nice quiet room with a gas fireplace that's ideal for getting out of the house without spending a dime. Maybe your kitchen table is far enough away to act as a change of scenery for you. Some people like to really plan ahead and do an actual retreat, an escape getaway with a friend or two, and they all work together side by side on their individual business reviews. This might not be ideal for your 2022 year-end review, since given that we're already in March 2023, but it's definitely something to consider for your next year-end review. Now you need to gather your data. You probably have your year-end earnings crunched already for your taxes, but if you've done any time tracking, and I hope you have, you need that information too. I use an online invoicing app that lets me export my invoices and the related data into an Excel sheet that I then manipulate. There's a row for each one of my invoices, and then there are columns that include the client name, the date invoiced, the date paid, the invoice total, and a column for the internal notes from each invoice. And it's in those internal notes that I've noted my time tracking, the rate, such as the project fee, the per entry rate or the page rate, my calculated hourly rate, and the name of the project, as well as any other comments, such as what I was thinking about when I estimated the rate and how that worked out. I also sometimes note whether I really enjoyed the project or not and why. This is all valuable information. I then take this information and I separate it out into individual columns. And then I manually add columns for the following information. The type of client, such as a self-publishing client, an academic author, an academic press, a medical publisher. I have a column for the subject specialty, the type of material indexed, a column that designates whether the client is new or established, and a column for how often I receive work from this particular client. And this year, In my end of the year review, I also added a column for whether this client has already booked a project with me in 2023. Now, I double check my calendar to see if my vacation day totals are accurate. I don't track sick days because there are so few, but I probably should. 
I also haven't tracked the afternoons I take off spontaneously because I was ahead of schedule or my schedule was slow or when something comes up in my life. But I should and I have, I'm doing that for 2023. In terms of time tracking, I also need to specifically gather more info about admin time, accounting time, marketing time, and reflection time. And I also made note of that. You can also include a detailed account of your expenses, but I do that separately in my taxes. And that's not something I go into in depth in my year-end review, but feel free to include that as well. I like to have this spreadsheet when I sit down to do the actual year-end review. When the day arrives, I have this on my computer and my business notebook ready to gather my thoughts along with my list of questions. You can make this feel more like a business meeting by going all out and taking out post-it notes, sharpies, a large pad of paper. Some people like to use index cards. What will inspire you? Get you excited. For me, I'm partial to a Japanese pen and notebook. Other people like to record their thoughts on an app on their phone, and then they get that recording transcribed so that they have it all printed out in a Microsoft Word document. It's not expensive to do and it's something to consider if you don't like to do things by hand or type onto your computer when you get creative. So let's recap how you can proceed with doing an end of the year review. First, get on board with why you want to do an end of the year review. Then you're more likely to do it. Then schedule the year-end review. Put it on your calendar along with where you want it to take place. Next, you prepare for the year-end review by gathering your data. For me, that's using a spreadsheet with all the pertinent data for 2022. You need to figure out what materials you need to make this happen. I like to have my laptop and pen and paper. And tune in next Monday when I will go over the questions to ask in the 2022 year-end review. I hope you found this episode helpful. I'd love to hear about your year-end review preparation. Feel free to connect with me through the exchange box. The link is in the show notes. And now it's time for the See Also segment of this podcast. For the past week, I have been walking every day doing my hashtag walk to commute and posting a photo or two on my Instagram account, line by line indexer. And it was a week of snowy weather. But in spite of, or maybe because of the snowy weather, I really enjoyed my time out there. I like starting and ending my day with a walk. And the added bonus of having time to listen to a podcast or book, that was fabulous. I was nourishing my mind and body while walking. And I felt like I was already, I was always ready for work when I sat down at my desk in the morning because my mind was primed. Now I have a confession to make. I didn't come in the house right after my walk in the morning and head straight to the office. One day I worked from 5.30 to 7.30 a.m. before getting ready for my walk. So I was already working before I walked. And on other days, I tended to do my barn chores after my walk. I'm feeling my way through what works best. And honestly, I'm finding what works best might be something different every day. It doesn't really matter, does it? But I like how the twice a day walks helps me define my work day. I don't feel like I'm rushed or missing that time when I'm walking. I haven't had to cut out anything from my work schedule to make it happen. I think that's because the walks are for such short periods of time that I might otherwise be spending with emails that don't need to be answered right away or lingering over searching the internet for something or other. Walking, physical activity gets my brain going and primed for work and makes me less likely to spend time doing something else before diving in. And heading out to walk before the sun goes down is like a reminder that I need to stop work. My day is done after my work. It'll be interesting to see how that's affected when we spring ahead with the time change this weekend and it stays light out later. 
How about you? Have you made the time to walk to commute? Do you notice any difference in your workday because of it? As always, you can drop a comment or suggestion in the exchange box. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Freelance Indexer Exchange. Until next Monday, be well and do well, and happy indexing. Happy indexing.